Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. What's up, guys? This is Johnny, and welcome to episode 50 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. Tonight, I'm here with Daniel Stegerhouse from the Netherlands, which is in Holland, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm from the center of Holland, and in Dutch, my name is Daniel Stegerhuis. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty close. Stegerhuis. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, when did you? Okay, so when did you move out to Chiang Mai, and how did you end up here? Mm, I left at September the 11th in Holland. It, I actually found out it was the cheapest ticket uh, because of this date, I guess. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just got there one day later, uh, uh, got in a guest house, checked out the city, and now I got here with you guys. And this is how we got here. Very cool. So uh, the reason why I wanted to have you on is you have a pretty interesting life. Yeah. Uh, you owned a, a fitness gym mm-hmm. in back in Holland. Yeah. Uh, and then you wanted to become an entrepreneur, and now you're out here in Chiang Mai. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, so I want to find out more about that. Um, but first, let's talk about. Actually, I'm curious. Did you did you feel uncomfortable at all flying on 9/11, or is is it because it's so long ago? Does it even matter? Yeah, I'm thinking uh, that way exactly. Um, I actually found out after I bought the ticket, <laughs> uh, but I think I would have bought it anyway. And uh, well, I'm not that um, I don't know superstitious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, so, I'm the same way. Actually, I'm yeah. I'm planning on going to Borneo t- uh, in Malaysia next month yeah. to go s- do some scuba diving oh, cool. and when i flew there last time is with malaysian airlines mm-hmm. which has had oh. a lot of bad luck recently yeah. but i will still fly with them yeah like, it was a good airline exactly and the thing is i mean people worry about flights all the time mm-hmm. but statistically you are yeah. much more likely to die in a car accident exactly. walking across the street yeah. you know it's always ridiculous yeah that's what i tell people all the time and I actually thought in the beginning I was flying with Malaysian Airlines too. Mm-hmm. So the first few weeks I told people I'm flying on <laughs> 9-11 and with Malaysian Airlines. Uh-huh. But I found out it was Singapore Airlines. Oh, which is a, the, one of the nicest airlines. Yeah, it was a so good f- flight. Yeah, the fact that you got that for a good deal. Actually, yeah. how much was it? I guess it was around 100 euros, which is... And is that one way or two ways? One way. Okay, yeah. that, that's still a good deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I looked into flying into into Holland um, oh. during my last trip. I uh, went to Europe for my first time this summer. Cool. Uh, uh, and I wrote about it on my blog. Um, but I loved it, and I think next summer I want to go back. Mm-hmm. And Holland was the one place I didn't have a a um, a chance to go to last time. So this oh. time I definitely want to go. You were too busy, or no? I just I wasn't part of the itinerary because I started in Berlin. Yeah. And I can either go towards Holland, I guess, mm-hmm. or away from it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and I was like, well, you know, I really wanted to check out Budapest, so I figured along the way was um, Vienna and Prague, which yeah. were both cool. Yeah. But next summer, I'll probably check out uh, Amsterdam, maybe, I don't know. I, I can't name, yeah. name any other province in so Holland. I will uh, I will tell you about it. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you're saying during lunch that it's a huge culture shock. It's different. Mm-hmm. Tell me tell me the difference between l- being out here and being back in yeah. small town Holland. Yeah. 
Okay, so I think the thing for me is, um, I said to some of the guys, there's more happening to me now within a week than I guess, I guess in two months back home. That's the biggest difference for me. And it's about meeting the new people, um, being in a new place, um, having all these new experiences, um, experiencing all these culture differences about how to interact with people, um, how they spend their day, how they are behaving uh, between each other. So, so how did you spend your day back in, in Holland? And, and you're not from Amsterdam, you're from no. a smaller town, right? Yeah, okay. it's the center of Holland, be beneath Utrecht. Uh, Utrecht is like the center province of Holland. Um, yeah, I've been an entrepreneur now for, I guess, at least four years. And I pretty much designed my life the way i already wanted it okay because uh, me and my cousin started this business and a year before we um we're talking to each other what do we want our lives to look within a year so what was it like when when you first sat down to think about that yeah um it's 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 easy to avoid mm -hmm. because it's it's actually hard to think about it and it gives you uh yeah, I guess a strange feeling because uh, the moment you believe everything's possible, you almost get um, yeah, afraid about what's possible because it's so much and it's uh, hard to, to put it in practice, I guess, in a real physical um, turnout. And the strange thing is uh, a year later, we checked the things we put up the year before and we um yeah we we lived the way we wanted to live so to get back to your first question um yeah we i woke up uh, without an alarm clock most of the times early in the day um i'm pretty um my health is important for me so i always cook a healthy breakfast in the morning um i guess when I had to go to school, because I just finished school, I went to school. But when I didn't, I worked on my business in the morning. Uh, I feel productive in the morning, I guess. And yeah, I had like a few clients most of the days um, or I was working online on uh, the website or just developing something, uh, learning something or helping the people. I, gu I guess that's it. That's cool. So if you guys want to follow along, uh, the website's in Dutch, but yeah. it's eatmoveimprove.nl, mm -hmm. <clears throat> which stands for the Netherlands. Right? Mm -hmm. And so tell me about your, your way of eating and then let's talk about the, your way of exercise. Yeah. Okay. So I started this healthy lifestyle um, with paleo, mm -hmm. the same way I guess you started or mm -hmm. at least are eating like. Um, and then it kind of evolved a little bit because I'm uh, I was learning a lot about it and um, I was listening to my own body I guess that's one of the most important things because it's able to tell you much more than all the research and all the things professional people tell you um, so it got evolved a little bit and I found like my own way to work with this paleo diet okay so how how's your diet changed from like the traditional paleo diet? Mm, I guess um, I'm not that str yeah strict on 
measuring my food. I'm, uh, I'm most of the times I wonder if it will help me in a certain direction. And um, I'm not that hard on myself when I don't eat like paleo. Um, and I'm not that strict on um, having it all um, uh, biological. Do I say mm -hmm. it right? Yeah. Okay. Like organic, because mm -hmm. it's hard for me uh, in my place to get all these items. Uh, let's see what things. So let's so let's say for today so we went to lunch with mm -hmm. a big group of people from mm -hmm. Pun Space. Uh, how many people were there today? I guess twelve to fifteen. And was that a big shock to you? Because I think it was you. You asked me if um, this is like normal for for this many people to go to, to yeah. lunch together. And you would would you ever see that back home? No, because back home I I always um, I've been like with two or three people maximum. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we we don't have like a working space like this. Um, and I actually didn't have that much people around me with this same mindset. So that's the most thing that's new for me. I, you know, I've actually heard that not just from people from small towns, oh. but people from London, yeah. San Francisco, New York, some of the biggest you know cities in the world. Mm -hmm. I still hear the same thing yeah. that a lot of people don't have this entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. They're afraid to travel. They're afraid to you know go for after what they want. Mm -hmm. Wh what do you think made you different? I mean, as in, how did you get the confidence to become an entrepreneur and then to travel? Yeah. Mm. Well, what what started me on this journey to change, like a normal entrepreneur back in Holland to a traveling online entrepreneur, um, was my last journey to Thailand in a, a year ago. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, there's a long story behind it, but to keep it short, um, a friend of mine and me uh, wanted to learn more about uh, our spiritual spiritual way of living, and we visited a meditation retreat in the south of Thailand. That's what we came here for. We stayed for like a month. Which retreat was that? Uh, I read your book, and it was the same. It's in Surutani. Oh, okay. So You've the Swan Mark. Yeah. And, you have, and did you stay the whole 10 days? I did. Wow. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. So that was my first trip to uh, Thailand. Uh -huh. And I did some place to see afterwards. But this um, experience made me realize that I didn't need much to be happy. And yeah, and, and, yeah just enjoy life. That's very cool. Yeah. I, so I went so many years ago. I actually mm -hmm. don't remember that much oh, about it. Shit. So, but so since you, you, it's a little bit more fresh in your head. Yeah. Tell us about it. Okay. So it was a ten-day meditation retreat in the south of Thailand. Um, I arrived like a week before in Bangkok, which was uh, also <laughs> a huge difference. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we arrived there, met a lot of people. The first day, we slept at the. Uh, the main area and then we went to the meditation area um, there was no talking um, two meals a day uh, a tea at night and uh, yeah the the things you wrote in your book about no sex no uh, physical interaction with other people mm -hmm. um, I don't remember all of them but uh, these restrictions I yeah. guess um, I guess the first three, four, five days were nice and were a uh, good experience for me. But then it, it, it kept getting harder for okay. me. But 
uh, until day eight, I, I still improved in uh, getting to know myself and improving the meditation. Uh, after day eight, I kind of lost it uh -huh. in, in, in terms of focus. And I still uh, set it out, but... Um, well, that, it's impressive that you, hard yeah. yeah, I mean, for most people, it like even okay. So if you're listening to this and you've never done any meditation, just try to do it for ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly, hard. Exactly. It seems like it would be easy just to not yeah. do anything, but it's one of the hardest things yeah. I ever did. Exactly. And honestly, I don't really want to do it again, but no. I learned a lot from it. Okay. So why Why don't you want to do it again? I feel like I, I that meditation made me realize how precious life is yeah so now i try not to waste any time oh. and i think before i did that meditation i used to waste a lot of time i used to you know watch tv or you know just surf the internet and do things that wasn't really being productive mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. sometimes three or four years would pass yeah. and nothing really would have changed you mm -hmm. know i wasn't really in any better shape i didn't have any new accomplishments you know i was kind of just you know being content with life and that's what i really wanted yeah and I think after that meditation, I realized that life changes quick. Mm -hmm. And in not, you know, not even four years, but in four months, I would like to have accomplished something. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be in better shape. I'd like to have my relationship be further along. I would like to have more money in the bank. I would like to have a new skill. Yeah. You know, I would like to have published another book, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I actually thought about it because um, I, I turned 33 about four months ago, exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's actually the only reason why I know this this number. And I was trying to think what I did since then. Yeah. And I was like, man, I've been to four countries. I published a book. Exactly. I recorded, you know, how many new episodes yeah. of the podcast? 50 now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, a big episode. It's like, yeah. oh, it almost feels like overnight. Yeah. I now have 50 episodes, which means it's been 50 weeks. It's been almost a year. Mm hmm yeah, thanks for being on this interview. It, it really means a lot for me. Yeah. And uh, these podcasts is one of the major um, influences which got me here. So yeah. it, it, you told me that your it was your mom that... Yeah. <laughs> tell exactly. tell us the story. Yeah, so my mom has a barbershop, I told you. And she's speaking with a lot of people all day long. And she knew uh, after this trip in Thailand, uh, the only thing I thought about was getting back and staying there. Well, at least being able to be there if I want to and be somewhere else if I want to be there. So I guess my whole goal after this was uh, working on something which allowed me to do this. She knew this and she talked with a lot of customers about it. And yeah, one day she found someone who knew about this entrepreneur hub in Chiang Mai. Well, she said north of Thailand. So that got me thinking and researching about this way of life, I guess. And that's where the ball got rolling. That's where the idea was planted in my head. Uh, well, the idea was there, but the, the physical translation of how to do it got there. And this way I found out your blog, I found out your podcast, uh, I found out your YouTube videos, which uh, I guess all of them, or at least most of them, were so helpful to me and, and uh, I, I watched them a couple times and it really made me believe that this is possible and um, motivated me the times I needed it back home uh, in order to get me going again and keep working on this dream because this is a huge dream of mine and 
uh, was able to get me back on the road again. That's cool. So yeah. walk me through it. So how like how long did it take from when you when your mom told you yeah. about that story to you doing the research yeah. and then coming out here? Yeah, I remember it was a sunny day, so it it must have been summer. Um, it's November now. I've been to so Thailand over a year or less than a year. I would say a year. Yes. So a year. Okay. Yes. I would so that's say a lot a of planning. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. And what were the major things that you needed to have in place before you were comfortable to come here? Mm, I guess at least have something I could work on in order to have some income while I would be here. That would be the most important thing. Okay. And that worked out. Yeah, good. Uh, so yeah. tell me about that. Okay. Um, I saw your journey of putting up an e-commerce store mm -hmm. and you told everything about it. And there were not many people in Holland doing this are using this business model uh, of selling online. Mm. So, oh, it actually, um, you wrote on your blog that um, the retreat was coming up mm -hmm. and it was the last day you were able to sign up for this retreat. <laughs> yeah. So this day was what uh, pulled the trigger for me. <coughs> okay. I, I signed in for the course in able to uh, join this retreat mm. because this, this uh, yeah, it was like a once in a lifetime opportunity for me. Um, so I, I just, I actually talked with a friend of mine because he, I was with him on the trip a year ago and he wanted to join, uh, this trip. He actually, so we bought this course together, mm -hmm. Anton's course. Um, but he kind of changed direction. He wanted to go to Australia and kind of wanted to do it on his own way mm -hmm. instead of doing it a little bit together. And uh we we kind of separated he okay. will will come back later that's the feeling i i have um but that's how we got started so is he yeah. <coughs> like picking fruit in australia or what is he doing he's actually planning on kind of doing that <coughs> yeah okay. he's he's saving the money in order to go there with his regular job now in <laughs> Holland. yeah so <laughs> he can go there and pick fruit well he actually <laughs> talks about uh working on a farm like okay. with sheep and horses, <laughs> just just to figure out what he wanted to do, you know? Okay. Yeah, and getting to know himself. That's cool. That's it. Yeah. I think I mean either way, you know, I I applaud him for getting out of the box, you know, not having yeah. the normal job. Yeah. And you know, trying something new. At least try it. Yeah. It, that's the most important thing, I think. So, how long ago did you sign up for the course? And tell me about the journey. So it's exactly the day you posted this. Uh, you remember okay. I've, yeah no? um it's probably a few months like okay. four months five months i don't have yeah, no idea at least okay yeah so i think half a year okay well no probably five months because five. Okay. i haven't been working that long on the store yet so, so let's say five months how long did it take you to to get everything started mm, i think it because i was in school and i had my business it uh. took me a little bit longer than usual and I wasn't able to put in the amount of time I'm able to put in here. Okay. So I guess within two months of working a little bit every day and spending one day like full time on the on the business, um, I, I had my first sale and uh, just I guess just improved from there. Just improving every day and and learning every day, um, trying every ID mm -hmm. and. Yeah, it, it so two months and after uh, a month extra, I guess three months like serious working. Okay. That would be the best answer. And you see, so, so did you set up your store as a U.S. 
company or as a Dutch company? Yeah, so that was the thing for me because I'm from Holland. Um, I actually didn't thought about setting up a US store because I, I had my business already. Mm -hmm. And I, so I was signed in the, the Chamber of Commerce, it's called, in Holland. And it would have been much easier to just do it in Holland for me. And the second thing is there were already so many US uh, people doing this mm -hmm. compared to the people in Holland. So it's the most uh, obvious choice for me. Yeah I, yeah, I actually keep telling people, said, yeah. you know, it's a blessing that you guys are from an, another country where e-commerce isn't as big yet. Yep. But a lot of people are like, no, you know, there's so many more customers in the U.S. and it's so much easier. No. And I'm telling them, I'm like, man, I wish if, if I lived anywhere else in the U.S., I would make a store yeah. in whatever country that is. Yeah. And, you know, I think now, because before, uh, I would say a year ago, everybody on Anton's course was uh, American. I, was, yeah. oh, I think almost 100%. Oh. And then in the last few months, mm -hmm. there's a lot of people from Australia, New Zealand, the UK, mm -hmm. uh, Sweden, and now the Netherlands. Yeah. And I would say, you know what? Those people are actually, a lot of them, they don't they don't actually tell everyone they're doing well. I, I almost feel like they want to keep it to themselves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and But a lot of them are killing it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not killing it all already, but um, I think it's it's a huge possibility of like being one of the major guys in, in Holland because I'm one of those. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. And uh, I know there's uh, the Swedish Anton. Yeah, I heard about him. <laughs> I, I haven't met him, but I heard he's out here in yeah, Chiang Mai. So did I. And I think so on, during, on the me private member forums, yeah. um, you can, people post up, you know, their statuses and like a journal and most people their first post is like oh, okay I, you know i called some suppliers <laughs> and i yeah. i'm you know i'm trying to learn how to do this his first post was like hey guys made my first sale oh and, shit. and it was he's like um a, i think he said 900 in profit yeah and everyone replied saying are you sure it's 900 <laughs> in profit or is it 900 dollar sale yeah and he's like he's like no no it's um i'm in sweden so it's like how many kronas and you yeah. know it's like it's like I, the item was seven thousand krona and i made this much <laughs> wow. and everyone was like what the heck yeah. you know and it's such a small country yeah but that just kind of shows that even if e-commerce isn't huge in wherever you live and the whole world is buying stuff online mm -hmm. i mean there's no doubt exactly i mean i would say yeah i would like i've literally have not met anyone from any country where it's been possible yeah i think some places it's easier than others Definitely. to set up yeah especially like just setting up the, the basic tax stuff mm -hmm. but you know now you have a real legitimate business yeah and is it making you enough to live in thailand yet um if it continues the way it started this week mm -hmm. then it is okay tell me about this week sales um well i've been here for a week and a half now and like my third or fourth day i I, I like I had I didn't have a sale for a month. Okay. When when I left, uh, no, not really left, but after I had my second sale because I I didn't have that many sales yet, but I have had good profit. Uh -huh. Um, and it was my third day, and I had a sale already, and I I only worked on the store for one uh, and a half hour that day. It was my first time. I got my laptop again, yeah. just checked some stuff, <laughs> worked on it, and there was a sale. That's cool. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, so. What what changes do you think led to that sale, or is it just luck? I I, I don't know because I I don't really believe in this kind of luck. But <laughs> yeah, because I worked on it for an hour, but there were no huge changes. Yeah. Like this would help my conversion or something. So I I guess it's something. Yeah, we can call it luck <laughs> because well, you know what? I honestly think that there's okay. So there's luck, and but there's also 
things like I really think that Google, even with the paid ads, I really feel like oh. if you are constantly making changes and updates, yeah. they rank it higher. Yeah. Because I think they like fresh content. Yeah. And I've noticed that too when I don't do anything with my stores, I don't you know update anything for a few weeks or months, mm-hmm. the sales drop down. Oh. And as soon as I start making updates again, yep. it, it the sales increase. Yeah. I just sat down with a, a girl who's specialized in SEO and she mm-hmm. actually told me this that the, there's like a robot checking all the websites and the moment you're uploading your site a lot and changing things a lot it will rank you higher in Google and give you more efficiency yeah that makes sense yeah so um, the this week's task for my girlfriend who is now an entrepreneur as well yeah is so if you guys haven't uh, heard the, the previous podcast basically she did she quit her teaching job and for half the day she's helping me with my job shipping stores yeah because it already makes money. So I figure if she can help me make more money, I'm happy to s- split that with her so we can mm-hmm. both live. Uh, but the other half of the day, we work on projects together. Yeah. Uh, so what she's doing this week is she's rewriting all my descriptions <laughs> uh, and you know custom writing it. And that way it's not duplicate content. Yep. Uh, and, you know, you're not just copy and pasting the manufacturer description. Yes. We can write like a nice uh, unique description. Yeah. But also the uh, for SEO purposes for mm-hmm. search engine optimization, Google likes that because yep. you're adding fresh, valuable content. Exactly, and your customers will like it. Yeah, because they're not just reading the same yeah. thing; they just read somewhere else. Exactly, they will have like a special treatment on compared to the other sites. Yeah, I guess definitely. And you know what? It's crazy. While okay, I, I didn't really, I never really mentioned this because. Um, basically I, I'm a very optimistic, you know, helpful guy. Yeah. I like to help people who, who appreciate my help, Yeah. but there's always going to be the people out there who, you know, they basically just want to try to copy what you yep. do. And recently I've had a couple different, uh, competitors pop up and they basically just copied my entire sites. Oh, uh, and this is why I don't talk about my sites too openly no. is because, you know, I would say 99% of the world is good people and 99% of the world will also say, you know what? Oh, wow, this works. Yeah. Let me find my own niche yeah. and let me, you know, let me, and I'll also make money. Mm-hmm. And there's always going to be that like 0.01% of people who are like, oh, there's only, there's only one possible niche in the world and Johnny's yeah, taking it exactly. already. Yeah. And the thing, I mean, here's the truth, guys. I don't make as much as a lot of the other people mm-hmm. <laughs> that I know in Adon's course. Yeah. So it's a lot of the people who I've actually referred to, to dropshipping are now making more money than yeah. me, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because if I wanted to spend more time on it, I could. If I exactly. wanted to open another store, I could yeah. as well. So there's these couple 0.01% of people who basically just copy and paste in my entire site. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I'll find it. Like It's like it's not yep. that hard, you know? <laughs> and then I, I find it and I'm like, okay, should I email them? And like, you know, should I go over there and like punch them in the nose? Yeah. What should I do? And I, was, I honestly, when I first saw it, I was angry. So I'm yeah, like, of course. this is such a negative pessimistic yeah. mindset. You know, I want to just, you know, I want to just go there and strangle them. Yeah. But I was like, okay, maybe I'll email them, ask them nicely, take down their site. Mm-hmm. And then I thought about, I was like, you know what? Let them waste their time building yeah. up the site. Uh, I'm just going to uh, call my manufacturers, yeah. my suppliers and say, Hey, look, look, there's these guys copying my site. You know, please don't approve them as a supplier. Yeah. And guess what? They were, they looked at their site and they saw that these idiots, mm-hmm. you know, copy and pasted everything from my wow. FAQ to my price guarantees oh, to my, geez. you know, to yeah. all my product descriptions. So as a supplier, they're like, well, you know, these people aren't adding any new value. Yeah. So they just didn't improve them. Yeah. And now these guys just wasted their time when mm-hmm. they could have spent the exact same amount of time yeah. starting their own store in a different niche. Yeah. 
and your your supplier uh, trusts you more than them because you're working with them for a long time, you know? Yeah, I've been in that niche for a year now. I've, you know, and I've talked to them on the phone probably at least once a month since mm -hmm. then. And, you know, like little, little things awesome. Like, how's your family doing? How's yeah. your vacation? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and there's one supplier, my, my main one, I actually went to visit when I was back in the U.S. Oh. Because they were only like 40 minutes away. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll pop by and have lunch with them. Yeah. So now, <laughs> you know, and then here's a crazy thing is a lot of people don't realize that even though it is websites, online business. Yeah. It's exactly the same as you opened a physical location mm -hmm. selling it. It's that, the, there's yeah. almost no difference. No. You know? And that, I think that's one thing most people forget about this. Mm -hmm. Because it's like you follow this course and you follow the steps, but don't forget you're really putting up a business and, and like uh, putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, one thing I want to say about what you mentioned about like 0 0.01 of the people are copying the stuff you are doing is... I, I really think that's kind of true, but it's because these people around here, which will actually make it here and which will actually make it to your site and your podcast are different than the average people. And I think the average people are more like this because I think it's, it's uh, human, it's human behavior to, I, uh, I think to be like a sheep, like sheep behavior. Yeah. And I guess that's what's happening by people copying your site. You know, I was actually talking to Larissa about this, oh. um, and she was saying that she had messaged a lot of her, fr all her friends on Facebook, yeah. telling uh, them about her the new Unima course that we put together. Oh. And you know, they she gave them access to it uh -huh. and says, "Hey, can you please li leave a nice review?" Uh -huh. And then she said that this one, you know, a hole that she's helped so much. He wanted to come out. He's from South Africa, yeah. and he wanted to come out to be a. Uh, English teacher mm -hmm. so he asked her a list of questions and she helped him so much back and forth mm -hmm. and you know and then not only was he not appreciative uh, now he found she finds out that he's also trying to make a Udemy course oh. and she th she was so mad she was like you know what I can't believe and the thing is and then he um, he left a, a bad review on our course really? for no wow. she messaged him saying why oh. you know like why would you do that like mm -hmm. you know I like I like, just tell me, you know, she's like, just don't leave a review at all. No. And it wasn't even a bad review. He left, a, like, a four-star review. But uh -oh. the, what he wrote was, like, this <laughs> crappy one sentence, like, oh, yeah. yeah, it was okay. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so why do you think people do this? So she was saying it's because, you know, people are unhappy at home with their lives. Yes. You know, it's the kind of crab in the barrel exactly. mentality. Everyone else around them is negative as well. And they're, yeah. everyone's unhappy. So everyone's like, like pulling each other down. Yeah. And she was, you know, she was really upset. And mm -hmm. I, I told her, I said, look, look, I understand. I went through the same thing with my stores. Yeah. But let's think of it from the big picture. Mm -hmm. You know, let's think about our lives and where we're going to be a year from now and mm -hmm. where they're going to be. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, they can, they can't they try to copy us they can try but they're at the end of the day they're wasting their time exactly you know they because if they have the mentality of not working hard and not yes. putting the effort to build their own thing yeah. they're never going to succeed exactly. and not just with that niche with that store mm -hmm. or that course but in life mm -hmm. in, in like literally i think one of the only reasons why i'm successful with things like my udemy course is yeah. because you know, I have such good friends and family. And as soon as, you know, we launched it, you know, I just message everyone and say, hey, can you guys uh, please, you know, take the course and leave yeah. a review so we can get it started. Yeah. And tell your friends. And all of them said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and while this guy, I bet you nobody's going to help him. No, exactly. Yeah, I think because uh, 
it makes them feel uncomfortable you doing your thing and living the, the uh, your life the way you want it i mm. guess that's make them feel shit and they want to drag you down do you mm. agree yeah i agree but guess okay. what we're too strong now they can't exactly. drag us down yeah <laughs> we're like the crabs that can do yeah. uh, muscle ups yeah so <laughs> you don't focus on these things beneath you and just focus on the things above you and this will drag you up yeah i, guess. I, I really believe that yeah I, I really believe it. And mm-hmm. the thing is, you know, we can also try to help uh, pull people up as well. Yeah. But at the same time, I think I really, I'm using the crabs, you know, in a barrel as an example. So for those mm-hmm. don't, who don't know, if you ever put a bunch of crabs in a container, yeah. you don't have to worry about them escaping. Because as soon as one starts to escape, another one will pull him oh, down. Yeah. They all kind of latch on yeah. and nobody ever escapes. I know what you mean. But I, so I think of it as, you know, I was stuck in a, as a crab in this, mm-hmm. you know, this barrel. I had a corporate job. I wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And I somehow, regardless of what everyone else said, I, I left the crab barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then I tried to go back and pull people up. And yeah. I realized it's, it's hard. Exactly. A lot of people don't want to leave. They want to pull no. you down. Yeah. Like you, you are literally trying to help them out of the bucket, mm-hmm. but they are trying yeah. to pull you back in. So instead of trying to do that, I've left them a ladder. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Know? And this is how I feel this podcast is, what my blog yeah, is, definitely. you know, uh, and just openly talk about these things. Yeah. I feel like this is me putting a ladder. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not at risk of them pulling me down because I'm already no. doing something else. Yeah. But I left the ladder because I never want someone else to be stuck in that, that situation. Yeah. yeah. And I think your, your podcast um, made me feel like, wow, I, I don't want to get stuck there and... Uh, that's what I said the moment I met you. I, I really want to thank you for putting this letter mm-hmm. up there, and and I I take it really for granted. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. You're very welcome. And yeah. uh, so, thank you, Well, yeah, thank you, Well, <laughs> Yes, it made me think uh, because it wasn't exactly uh, uh-huh. the same, but it's thank you, Well. Thank you, Well. That's it. Cool. Yeah, my Dutch is not the best <laughs> <were> yet. <laughs> but so. You know, one of the reasons why I actually wanted to have you on the, on the mm-hmm. podcast isn't just because you have an interesting story. It's because you also have, you're also very ap- appreciative. And it's hard to say, it's kind of a hard thing to say. So I actually never say it out loud. Oh. But I put the ladder there and I yeah. want everyone to to pull themselves up mm-hmm. and be happy. Mm-hmm. And even if they never even say thank you, I'm, o- I'm okay with it, yeah. you know. Uh, but the p- there's two types of people in the world. There's givers and there's takers. Definitely. And what I've realized is that there's some people that if you help them out, they are actually grateful mm-hmm. and they will try to help you out. Even if they can't do anything big, mm-hmm. they will try to help you out. Yeah. You know? And one of the very first things you said to me was, hey, you know, let me take you for a sushi dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and, I was, and that made me really appreciate it. I was like, you know what? I'm, ha- I'm so happy that you, know, that you actually appreciated the help I gave you so much yeah. that you were going to go out of your way. And the thing is the same with like with Derek, who, who used to be on the podcast too. Okay. Yeah. He took me out to lunch and you know, it, the thing is I don't need people to buy me lunch. No. You know, it's, you know, especially know. out here in Thailand food is, you know, yeah. not that expensive. No, That's not what this is about. It's not what it's about. No. You know? So tell me what, like what, what, what was going through your head? Why did you want to treat me in bed to dinner? Okay. Because, um, me being here and me being here for just a week and a half has been in my head for so long and like a dream. And it, for me, it's a dream coming true and I still don't realize it. So this is one of the biggest things that people in the world could do for me. And this is the least thing I'm able to do for you. So I'm, I'm willing to do, this is just the beginning, I guess. And you know, because you 
you know, you're willing, you know, you, you appreciative and you show that that makes me want to help you even more. You know, now that makes me want to sit down and look through your yeah. store and be like, okay, this is how you make a lot more sales <laughs> cool, man. versus the opposite. And here's a, here's a sad thing is there's not everyone's like that. And no. most, I would say most people that actually make it out to Chiang Mai have a very positive mentality mm-hmm. because Definitely. they escaped, you know, home and they're happy yeah. and they're traveling. But even people here, there's some of them that still have that, that yeah. mentality and it I makes agree. me not want to help them at all. I agree. And I mean, even right now at, at pun space, you know, there's, there's, I would say 99% of the people, they are, you know, super cool, super appreciative. And then there's the one guy who, you know, he's never, never said thank you once for anything. Yeah. And then not only that, he'll like, you know, so at pun space, you know, it's a pretty openly sharing place. Yep. Right. Uh, but people bring like, let's say their own coffee or their own, mm-hmm. you know, um, own butter to make you know bulletproof butter you know, yeah. coffee they just showed me and then there's this one guy who never even asked <laughs> if it's okay he just starts and uses everyone else's stuff really and if he asked me i would i would, I would probably be like you know what yeah don't worry about it you know go ahead and just use my 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 beans my grinder my aeropress my yeah. you know about every you know everything yeah. use whatever you want but never even asked and then oh. never even said thank you yeah so that makes me not want to help him <laughs> no yeah i guess um it's the thing about giving and taking. When other people are giving to you, uh, you're more able to do the same back to them. Yeah. Do you feel this way? I I 100% feel that way, and that is a big reason why, you know, I have things like this podcast and every mm-hmm. everything I do, I share. 100% openly now. Yeah. And even like things like the Udemy course, it's still brand new. So I don't even know if it's going to work yet. Yeah. But I'm still going to share it because yeah. it has potential to work. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and the thing is, it'd be very easy for me to say, um, to keep it all secret. You mm-hmm. know, don't yeah. tell anyone about drop shipping. Yeah. Don't tell anyone about Udemy. Don't tell anyone yeah. about, you know, Chiang Mai. Don't mm-hmm. tell anyone, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, I could just keep this little piece of paradise <laughs> for myself. Yeah. But, it's the exact same thing as, you know, what we were saying earlier about putting out, you know, good stuff into the universe. Yeah. And even without expecting anything in return, it'll, mm-hmm. it comes. It yeah. always comes. And, and I believe uh, happiness is best shared. And that's why you shouldn't keep this as a secret or for yourself. Mm. And one question I have for you is, uh, I'm curious, what got you started on creating this Udemy course? Uh, so I originally wanted to start another job streaming store with Larissa. Oh, yeah. And the problem was she was working full time as a teacher. Mm-hmm. So our only time to do it was on Saturdays. Because, mm-hmm. you know, she would work from, she would leave work at 6.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And she would get back around 4.30, almost 5 o'clock in the evening. Yeah. And she was exhausted because yep. she's, you know, you know, playing with these little kids all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's taught, you know, I think four-year-olds. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. And then at night, I've been working all day. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to work anymore. No. And she doesn't want to work anymore. No. So we really only had one day a week. Okay. And I told her, I was like, look, you know, we can do a store together in the future, but yeah. we need to do something that you, we can just, you know, slowly do over the next three or four months. Mm-hmm. So she started with the blog. You know, I told her, I said, you know, don't expect to make any money from no. a blog, but no. just use it for experience yeah. and get used to working online and, and writing and things like that. Yeah. So she started that and she, you know, she enjoyed it. And mm-hmm. then, um, I I forgot how I, I even stumbled upon you. I think someone just mentioned it and okay. I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know? And I didn't know anyone who made any money from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I like literally never met a single person who's made a course. No? And I was like, Oh, let me try it. I'll try it. Okay. <laughs> I'll be the first. I don't mind. Right? Yeah. And, um, so we started putting it together 
and it was it literally took us three months to to start a course because yeah. we only worked on it once a week yeah and but the goal was before i went to berlin i wanted we wanted to be up in life yeah and so you know the last i would say a couple of weeks we really put in a lot of effort mm-hmm. we you know it was hard you know we got a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of arguments over it got a lot you know okay. a lot of stress and yep. finally we had it up and we we're like wow you know it's it's you live yeah and uh then we made 75 dollars <laughs> the whole month so oh. it's like $30 a person, which yeah. is nothing, um, you know, especially cause I think at the time I was making, I don't know, a couple of maybe four or 5,000 from my dropshipping store yeah. and I'm making $75 from this and it took me just as much time. Yeah. And I was thinking, this is ridiculous. Why are we doing this? Yeah. But, um, the reason why we continue doing it is because we're like, okay, this can be something that is truly passive mm-hmm. with my dropshipping store. You know, it's one of those things where in the beginning, it takes a long time to set up. Yep. And now I only work on it for maybe, I don't know, like how, how many hours a week do you spend in your store? Uh, around here or back home? Well, let's say back home then here. Okay, so back home it was like one day uh, full time and around one hour a- on average a day. Okay. So <laughs> I think the first, well, now I'm just getting started for real here, but I've got more work done here in these three days i guess then i would have back home in in two weeks okay yeah and so i'm kind of the same where sometimes i work on it really full time and some days mm-hmm. I, it's just an hour a day mm-hmm. and i would say the only thing stopping me from opening more stores yeah is even though i only work 10 hours a week on my store now mm-hmm. if i opened two stores now it's 40 you know 20 hours a week yeah. if i open four stores it's 40 hours a week yeah. and th- i don't want to have no. another full-time job no. uh, that's not why i joined this lifestyle no so what I like about Udemy is in the beginning, it takes a lot of time to set up and it doesn't make nearly as much money. But if we can go to Nepal, go trekking for two weeks yeah. and just not even think about customer service, that's something I would like to do. Yeah. So our goal is to make a couple of these courses yeah. and then if we need more money from it, mm-hmm. then uh, so what we're doing is basically scaling up my existing e-commerce store. Yes. And that's why for four hours a day, Larissa helps me with my dropshipping stores. Mm-hmm. Um, scale up the the profit from that and then you know not start another one just yet because if we can just make more money from the existing one yeah. we can still work the same amount of time exactly. and yeah. not have to worry about yeah. it yeah and, and yeah that's what i got into this uh for also it's not about making the money but it's about being able to have this lifestyle and developing yourself while doing this this is the most important thing for me yeah, and if you notice, you know, almost every single person here, uh, not only, you know, I would say in the beginning, everyone spends all their time just, mm-hmm. you know, just on their stores. Yeah. But after that, people have lives, people have hobbies. Uh, most yeah. people here, I would say more people I met here eat paleo than <laughs> anywhere. Exactly. It shocked me, man. <laughs> yeah, because back home, um, only a few people who train at my place know this and mm-hmm. eat like this. But it's like, oh, you are eating paleo and you are, wow. Great, yeah, like you can help each other and you can talk about it. And because it's a new place, they can uh, explain how they fit this lifestyle and way of eating around here because yeah. it's different than back home. Well, like for example, for lunch today, what did you have? I had an omelet with vegetables. Okay. Yeah. And I had, well, actually I had two dishes. <laughs> oh, and a coconut. Okay, see? One of the best things very around here. Yeah. Uh, so I had a stir fried peppers with chicken okay and then i had a a dish of stewed pork with um stewed boiled eggs yeah uh, and i just, just said no rice yeah and then 
for dessert, I went across the street and got a coconut yeah. as well. And what was your bill for lunch? It was in euro, yeah, one twenty-five. So a dollar twenty-five euro, uh, or one point two five euro. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. And I think uh, it's because I had a custom dish; it yeah. was more expensive. <laughs> so if I took a normal one, it was point seventy-five euro. That's crazy. Yeah. And so when you when you go and have lunch in Holland, what does it cost you? Oh, I I normally don't even eat that much out because of this, okay. uh, and I think it would be. Ten times more expensive, especially with the coconut or a drink like this. I think just the coconut <laughs> would be <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's insane, right? Yeah, and that's one of the yeah huge things I like about being here. Just being able to eat out three times a day yeah. for like you you wouldn't even uh, pay that much for one dinner back home. And rent? Uh, what were you paying back home? Uh, back home, I've lived. Uh, nearby my school okay. and it was 325 euros okay. and it was pretty cheap but i pay here for a room twice the size um i guess four times as less okay do i say that correctly? yeah okay so twice the size for uh, <laughs> a fourth of the price yeah yeah and uh, me and Luis are actually moving into a new place together yes. uh, on tuesday so mm -hmm. We're excited, we're, you know, make the next step in our relationship. Yeah, and we're great. moving into this huge apartment, which I think is, I don't know exactly how much, but it's more than a hundred square meters. Mm -hmm. And so exciting. So I'm really happy. It's yeah. um, the bedroom itself is just a standard size, mm -hmm. but the kitchen living room area is, um, is like a wide open floor plan. It has, yeah. you know, like a floor to ceiling window and a nice balcony. Yeah. And it's a, it's more expensive than what we're paying here, but at the same time, it's only five hundred dollars US, mm -hmm. so it's sixteen thousand six hundred baht, which yeah. you know for two people, which you're is, sharing, exactly. which is sharing, you know, yeah. it's and for that, like it's walking distance to everything, yep. and like there's no way we can be able to afford that back home for for this little money. No, exactly. And here's a problem: is if we lived in Europe or in the US. Uh, or even in South Africa, we'd ha we'd like that's we'd have to get a place like that. Mm -hmm. Like you, you can't. It's not like you can just you know rent a hotel room like no. here in Thailand. No. You have to actually get an apartment, yeah. and you minimum you're gonna pay that much money. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and the problem is then you just don't save anything. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we like about being here so much. Yep. Is you know if you ask you know if you look at my my life four months ago until now, I've s not only have I traveled. To four countries in Europe, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm also I also have more money in my bank account yeah. just because it's so cheap to live here that I just I've saved up, yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, and you've kept your apartment, right? When yeah. You oh yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I left this oh, this apartment empty. Yeah. Just so I can leave my stuff here. Yeah. Well, that's a crazy lifestyle, right? Yeah, and that's and it's 100 possible now. I yeah. mean, when you okay, so when you're at home, did you have any doubts on how easy it would be to to do all this? Yeah, of course. Uh, I think along the way of really getting here, there are so many things which will uh, keep you from from going and really doing it. And what, what were some of those things? Um, yeah, just normal doubts. Um, oh, one of the major things is, I guess I should set up this store first here in Holland, yeah. then make enough money to live around in Thailand and then go there. Okay. But actually being here is is 
one of the major advantages setting up this store and it's it's a huge difference than being at home not having the right people around mm. you and don't have this motivation and the same mindset of people you're working with i have noticed that a lot of people are moving out here and th you know and then getting started i actually advise, i would actually advise people to at least do some of the basics when they were at home first yeah Thing, the things course. like setting up the business tax yep. stuff yep uh calling suppliers yep. And it's because you're in the same time zone mm -hmm. and it's just easier. Yeah. You know? and, and I actually needed to be there for some things just to register, uh, like f fill my uh, information out. Um, yeah. Having all these contacts, I guess it's, it's easy to do it back home. Definitely. Yep. And you know, while then when you're out here, then you can kind of scale up, then you yep. can start doing, I would say, try to make your first sale before you come. Yeah. Just so you, everything's set up. Yeah. And then now you can work on more advanced stuff. Yeah. Like today you're meeting with someone to do SEO. Yep. Uh, you know, yeah. The AdWords, uh, the, the Google shopping. And I, I meet people like this, like every day <laughs> yeah. and they're like, Hey, I can help you. And wow, I, I would dream about this back home and I would. I would have to pay you a lot to able to sit down with you for even an hour. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, even me, like sometimes I need help with, let's say some custom coding, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. I'm like, Oh, I really like to, you know, put this, um, this badge here instead of move this, yeah. move this, uh, this shopping cart button here. Exactly. And you know, if I was back at home, I, you know, what am I going to do? Go down to Silicon Valley and hire a <laughs> programmer. Like there's no way, so, no, <laughs> you know, or I'd have happen. to try to communicate with someone from India or, or, yes. you know, and it's, it's, it's so much easier just to know somebody yeah. sitting next to you already yep. and to say, okay, let's yeah, do this. It's quicker. It's cheaper. It's even nicer to do because you have real, uh, you're working on the internet and you don't have that many personal interactions while you're doing that. So it's, it's better to have someone around. Yeah. Definitely. 100%. Yeah. All right. So let's, let's wrap this up. Uh, any kind of last things you want to talk about? Um, well, I guess we can talk about the gym and the trading. Yeah. I don't know if we let's still have time. No, let's quickly talk about that. Okay. So, um, yeah, I've done a lot of courses in Holland about the training and I, I have my, like my own view on it a lot. Okay. And, um, yeah, we're training a couple of athletes and also just, uh, regular personal training uh -huh. and combining it with rehab, um, and just improving people's, uh, capacity to move better in yep. regular life and without any physical problems. Mm -hmm. That's the short version about how we work. And one major change for me was when starting in the fitness industry, uh, learning more about how your body really moves. And I, that's one thing I want to stress, well, not stress, but mention to everyone is, is at least listen to your body and, and try to train the way you are uh, meant to move instead of just working on different parts of your body. Um, uh, how do you say it? Uh, separate? Yeah. Yeah. Because your body is not used to it's it's it doesn't work like this in regular day life and physical activities. I think a lot of people, you know, okay. So I see you guys at the gym doing these retarded exercises, <laughs> and now that I kind of understand, you know, how important it is to feel healthy and have yeah. good balance, yeah. I look at them and I'm like, and I actually I remember asking someone. Um, I said, "Why are they doing that?" Yeah, and he said, and. Uh, he said, you know, he's like, oh, uh, he's a, he's tr just trying to add muscle. He doesn't care mm -hmm. if it's functional. Mm -hmm. You know, he just wants to get bigger. Yeah. And 
I think a few years ago, that would have been me. I, I wouldn't have thought about anything. I would have been like, yeah, I want to get bigger. I want to have more muscle. That's it. I yeah. wouldn't care about anything else. Yeah. But now that I'm looking at it from a, a long-term point of view, exactly. I'm thinking, well, I can still be you know, more muscular. Yeah. I can still you know, be in great shape. Yes. But I can have it be functional. Mm-hmm. And I can have it... You know, I can have my body feel good, yeah. uh, not injure itself. Yes. Because now my biggest fear in life is actually uh, getting injured because <laughs> it, it sets you back so much. Yes. It, it actually, you know, it really messes you up. Like for, let's say, three, four months, you can't do anything. And then mm-hmm. you start, not only do you start um, back where you were, but you start over almost. Yeah. It's almost like you, you lose six months yeah. to be if you're injured for two months. And it's not only in training. It's also in regular day life and being able to do things yeah. in, in your regular activities. Yeah, definitely. So I, I, I do like that. I uh, Maybe I'll see you at the gym one day. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have a nice training together. Yeah, it's cool. And, uh, um, let's share experiences. I would say also one big change for me physically in the last four months mm-hmm. was my squat form is a lot better now. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. so four months ago, I could not touch my my heels to the ground when oh. I squat. Uh, so for those who don't, you know, can't really picture this, just I, I just want you to basically squat down, right? Yeah. Uh, and... A normal human should be able to do that pretty Definitely. comfortably, yeah. but I would say 90% of people cannot do it anymore. Yep. And it's because we sit too much. Yes, uh, lifestyle. Yeah, and we just aren't used to this anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I would if I try to squat down, I would be on my on my front of my foot, like on my yeah. toes almost. Yeah. And it took me so long to be able to figure out, you know, not figure out, but train my body mm-hmm. to be able to do a proper squat yeah so i started at so i've been doing a program called strong lifts five by five i heard about it and you basically start with just the bar so you start with zero weight yeah and you add 1.25 kgs every every time you work out okay so in the beginning you look like an idiot Mm -hmm. you know because i'm like Mm -hmm. you know pretty big guy and i'm there squatting you know (laughs) two kilograms (laughs) but and i'm really focusing on my form yeah because i know how important it is Mm -hmm. So, and then the, you know, the next week I'll come add two more kilograms yeah. and, you know, and then I'll like really be, you know, focused yeah. and the, the trainers there and the Thai guys there, you know, that were bodybuilders, uh-huh. they looked at me like I was insane. Yeah. They looked what at me, doing? yeah, they're like, why are you, you know, squatting 10 pounds, you yeah. know? But, uh, every time I went, I added and added and added. Yeah. So now I'm at like a pretty normal weight. I think I'm squatting about 75 kg mm-hmm. and nice. then and they now they see like okay he's actually starting to get heavy yeah. but my form is so good now exactly and for me you know that was the best use of four months of my life yeah ever yeah and before this you didn't really improve in your form no I, my form would get worse every oh. time because what happens is especially okay so i do have to thank crossfit for yeah. introducing me to, to to squats yeah because for the 20 years before crossfit mm-hmm. i never did a squat at no. all yeah. Or I would use like there's this. no reason to do it. Yeah. yeah. Or I would do a, the machine squats, yep. which doesn't do anything. No. Nope. So, uh, so thank you for CrossFit for <laughs> introducing this, you yeah. know, to me. But the bad thing about it was because you don't really have that much time to work mm-hmm. on your form in CrossFit because yeah. it's a you know big group class. You yeah. only have an hour. Based on time, yeah. Uh, every week my my weight would go up, so I'd be able to you know I would be expected to hit a personal record mm-hmm. and add weight to it. Yeah. But my form never got better. No. So if anything, it actually got worse trying to compensate for yeah. the new weight. And then you're actually not really improving, I guess, because there's more weight, but the movement is going down. Exactly. Right? Yeah, so I actually I spoke to a CrossFit trainer uh, recently. I bumped into him at lunch, and I told him I was doing strong lifts, oh. and he actually said to me, 
um, he said, you know what? That's actually very good. Yeah. He's like, I w- you know, in an ideal world, every single uh, person would do something like the Strongest Program for a year mm-hmm. to get their form perfect yeah. uh, and develop that functional strength yeah. and then do CrossFit. Yeah. And that's one reason why we didn't uh, offer the real CrossFit back home, but kind of with our own touch mm-hmm. on it to have this kind of influence on the training. Yeah. And I love it. And so mm-hmm. m- I guess my plan is I want to keep doing this because I don't even know why. I just enjoy, I really enjoy seeing the progress yes. um, and not even consciously trying to build more muscle because I mm-hmm. think I'm actually big enough now already. Yeah. But I don't know. It's fun. <laughs> I guess it's almost kind of like a challenge. Yeah. Uh, and I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I want to squat up. I wanted to squat a hundred kgs because nice. right now I weigh around 90. Yeah. I would like to squat at least my, my, my body weight. Yeah. And then I think I'm going to kind of tone down on that and start doing more like Tabatas or like mm-hmm. CrossFit style workouts. Yeah. Um, cause right now I'm actually gaining too much muscle now. Oh, uh, you know, getting which, too big yeah which you know a lot of people especially asian guys never would have that no, problem no but i've literally like my my like waist is the same size mm-hmm. so i know it's not adding fat uh, but my legs you know and my ass actually and my arms <laughs> i uh, agree i've gained i think i gained i've actually gained six kgs of wow. muscle <laughs> And just by doing this program. Yeah. And it's because of you're using movements you're not used to mm-hmm. because they're adding muscle. You don't use a lot in your regular life and your normal training. So it's all new movements and using new muscles. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, here's the only bad thing is I actually, so my goal before was to get under uh, 200 pounds. Yeah. So I was actually doing a lot of like sprints and Tabatas and mm-hmm. CrossFit, you know, style kind of high intensity workouts because mm-hmm. I was trying to get smaller yeah. and it worked. And I got down to less than 90 kgs, wow. uh, which is less than 200 pounds. Wow. And I was like, okay, six pack is coming. Yeah. I s- my abs were starting to show. Mm-hmm. And then I s- got into this program. And now I'm like, um, now I'm adding muscle. So I'm getting bigger again. So the abs aren't showing as much. Oh. And I was actually thinking, it's like, you know what? This is really bad timing because I just released the new book, Life Changes Quick. Yeah. And part of it <laughs> was me wanting to get a six pack. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm almost thinking, you know, maybe I should just stop adding muscle, yeah. you know, slim down, get a six pack, take yeah. some pictures <laughs> and then move on. and then move back. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, I, you know, what I realized is yes, that was my goal. That was, you know, when I first wrote that book, I think it's even in the second chapter, yeah. my goal was to get a six pack yeah. and I got really close to it. Yeah. And but I don't feel like I made, you know, I gave up or made a U-turn on it. Yeah. I almost feel like I found a different path, almost a better path. Oh. So that's why I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know, I think that if I had just gave up, I started eating crap again or yep. I stopped working out, then I would feel like it was a failure. Mm-hmm. But the fact is I still eat healthy. Yeah. And if anything, I'm, I'm the only thing that's different is I'm doing a stronger lifting program yeah. uh, and I'm adding muscle. So it's one of those things where, you know what? It's still, you know, it's not the original goal I had, but no. it's a different goal. Yeah. And it's still going in the same direction which you started from and uh it might be a little bit different but in the long run it will bring you to the same place i guess and yeah and i I think that's kind of the whole theme of this podcast episode and the book is you know set a goal and go for it things will change along the way exactly that's human nature 
right? Uh, but just just do it, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. And don't worry if something changes or your focus is getting a little bit different. But yeah, for me, one important thing is just go with your feeling, and if you're feeling okay with it, just go for it. Just just go for it. <laughs> That's okay. a nice ending. Huh? Very cool. <laughs> so if they want to check out your your site, yeah. it's, it's eatmoveimprove.nl. We're yep. writing in Dutch, so it could be a little bit difficult. But for the Dutch people around there, uh, ask me a question anytime. Um, and I'm sharing this website with my business partner. Uh, big shout out to Michael Coral. Um, he's having uh, world championships next year in Miami, um, America. And I'm wishing him the best luck. And I'm doing everything I can this month in able to be there next month. <laughs> Very cool. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Uh, if you guys haven't read the new book, Life Changes Quick, please do it. Yes. Uh, and if you guys can't afford it, just forward me the receipt <laughs> and I'll give you your money back. Wow. And That's the, a deal, man. Yeah. And the reason why I'm doing it is basically oh, for two reasons. All right. One is, you know, by you guys buying on Amazon, it mm-hmm. increases the ranking of it. So more people see it yeah. and the more five-star reviews or yep. the more reviews you have on there, the more people see the book. Mm-hmm. And I really want everyone to read this book. Yeah. You know, I really feel like this is that catalyst, you know, it's kind of that, that spark of inspiration for people to, to change. Okay. Cause a lot of people, they don't realize the whole story behind how hard it was mm-hmm. to, to break away and decide, Hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to make money yeah. online. I want to get in shape. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. And if it, if it wasn't for the lessons I learned in that book, uh, I, I don't know if I would be here today. No. So that's why I want everyone to read that book. And that's another huge letter for all the people around there who are trying to get out of the red race or whatever you call it. Exactly. So read yeah. the letter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> check out my blog, johnnyfd.com. And on there, there's the link to how to get the book for free. There's a link to Anton's course that both of us took and yep. are successful with. Yep. Uh, there's a link to a discount on Shopify, uh, who's a sponsor of this podcast. So basically, go to johnnyft.com and click recommended resources and you'll find it all there. Yeah, and if there are any Dutch listeners, just hit me up on Facebook and you can ask me anything you like uh, in order to get here or anything I can help you with. Okay, so that's it. See you guys later. <laughs> Peace Bye. out. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, Join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.